there, welcome to Isometric, gaming podcast from a different perspective. I'm Steve Lubitz, and I am here, as always, with uh, Head of Development at Giant Space Cat, Brianna Wu. How you doing, Bri? What's Crackalackin? What is Crackalackin this week? I, I don't know. I, it's, we're 14 episodes in, and <laughs> People want know. to know what's Crackalackin, and it's like the mystery. I, you know, I found out that term has some some associations with it that maybe aren't the best. So oh, good. Looking, looking back at it, I'm not sure it was the best catchphrase <laughs> to, to have picked. But, you know, it's too late now, and we're just going to go for it. Well, so Bri- Brianna of uh, April or May 2014 was not as good of a person as Brianna of uh, August 2014. <laughs> we're becoming better all the time, all we're, of we're us. Const- consistent improvement. That's what we aim for. I'm telling you, I could be Amy Adams on the show by some point. By the time it's off the air, I will be at that level of awesomeness. <laughs> is that like your ideal yeah. state? Is Amy Adams? I don't disagree at all, but I I just think it's cool that that's your go-to. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Well, and, and assistant games editor of Pace Magazine, Maddie Myers, who's already you know jumped in. So go. <laughs> I, yeah, I've already I've already started talking. I just had so much to say. I'm sorry, no, everyone. No, it's not okay. I'm just so excited. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I'm kind of sleep deprived. I'm kind of punchy. I'm excited to do the show. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I, it's, it's fun when we're punchy. That that makes it all better. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, we have senior editor from iWord.com, host of the Zen and Tech podcast, Georgia Dow. How are you doing, Georgia? I'm, I'm really happy that you asked me, Steve, because I have two words for you. Um, <laughs> it, it pretty much is uh, Turtle Gate. Turtle Gate? <laughs> what? What? Well, it it ate the the masterpiece that I had, which was Turkey Gate. So now it's Turtle Gate. <laughs> so I I what? Wait, what's going on? I'm sorry. So I, I got I got a tweet from Bree some point last week, and and I'll explain to you what Turkey Gate is. So Bree asks me to draw a hand turkey. Yeah. Which I didn't know what a hand turkey was. I figured it was some sort of hip thing. So I'm like, I replied on Twitter, yeah, sure, I'll draw. I thought I was going to draw a a turkey on my hand, figuring. I did not know that hand turkeys were an American tradition, but now it's so obvious that I feel embarrassed. I'm like, oh my god, of course George doesn't know what a hand turkey is. is And and also, three of us being in Boston are like assaulted by turkeys on like a daily basis. Yes, constant, like actual literal turkeys. (laughs) A turkey crossed in front of my car on Route 2 mere days ago. There was a video, I gotta gotta find this and put it up. There's a video of my freshman dorm in college being attacked by a wild turkey and the turkey flying into like a third story window and getting lodged in it. Today's dinosaurs is what (laughs) those are. So what's turkey? Gate. I don't understand. Yeah, what? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. To yeah. This is like three levels of show, like derail. Yeah. No, we no, we we've never been on the rails on this okay. show, Bree. Okay. We like okay. we've we've graduated from going off the rails to just never starting on the rails okay. to begin with. That's good to know. <laughs> well, so so I I end up uh, Bree shows me a picture, so I draw I draw this this turkey thing on my hand. It it shows why I'm not an artist with a panda hat. No one mentions the panda hat because. You know, I don't know why. And uh, <laughs> so. Well, because of course it was wearing a panda course, hat. It didn't course. seem worth yeah. mentioning. So, <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't it be really? So now I've, I've ruined what little credibility I already had with this hand turkey masterpiece, which is written on the site that Brie made. Anyway, so and, and then I wake up in the morning and my kids are like, what? What is this, mom? Uh, <laughs> what? What is it? And I have to explain to them. 
um, <laughs> what this is, which made it sound even worse. I didn't think it could be any worse. And, and then one of my kids made it into a um, turtle. So. Oh. <laughs> That's it. But why well, is that gate? Why is that gate? Because yeah. it's a it's a gate of Georgia's No, no, Turkey home. Gate, just it is like a, it is like Watergate, like Watergate, exactly. But now it's Turtle yes, Gate. Yes, it so is it's a, a... an extreme controversy that every Canadian newspaper covered today. It was on the front page there. It was like the equivalent of Watergate, but in we Canada. We don't have much news happening here. It's pretty much isometric, and that's it over there. <laughs> there I, I hear. So that's that's how my week's been. Okay. okay. So I have to tell you, I have never seen, I, I've seen your Twitter picture of you before, but I've like seen you. And then I watched you with uh, Renee Ritchie this week on one of your, your shows where you're like, Hey, I mentioned you. And like, I'm watching you in a video. You're like, really, you're really good. Like, like you're so alive and like, you're really, you're really good. Mm-hmm. It's like backhanded compliment. <laughs> like, from you're, you're really good on that did, show, yes, Georgia. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so shocked. <laughs> no, it's like when you're very Amy Adams like. <laughs> Not to look up Amy Adams. Right, right. This episode of Isometric is brought to you by the Amy Adams Foundation. <laughs> I know. I we this won't get Lindsay Lohan. Amy Adams actually bought a spot on the show this week. Th- thank you, Bree. I'm I'm so I think I think think thank you. I think I should be saying yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's know. a compliment. Like it's it's when you haven't we've only heard somebody and then you see them on video and you're like wow like they're even more awesome than i thought because i've that just talked to great you great recovery so, there brie right <laughs> thank should you. we go should we go thank into our you. feedback before brie digs herself deeper yeah <laughs> i loved it yeah. thank you please <laughs> i'm uncomfortable and i'm not even involved in this so we got a couple emails this week to feedback at isometricshow.com uh yakov asks after our sailor moon discussion last week <laughs> he wants to know what the best place is to start with Sailor moon and catch up for what he's missed out on the witches five it's got to be the witches really? five for sailor moon whoa what which one is that sailor moon s yeah sailor moon super s i would say start with the actual first really? season before do you, you think do that so? Well, it's good to just introduce. I, I don't know. I really like those introductory episodes. Maybe it's because I watched them when I was a child, but that first season is sort of a self-contained plot. It doesn't introduce all the Sailor Scouts, but it introduces the main ones. And it's not super long. And then after that, you can kind of use that as a jumping off point to any other season. I don't know whether you agree. I mean, but do you think it, Queen, it, Queen Beryl is the best villain on the show? I love her. I, I like her, but I don't think Jedi and Zoicide are the best. So, Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe nostalgia is speaking for me right. in this case, then. Is there a place like e- that you can easily find that stuff? The new show, I guess, would be... Well, they're re-airing both the first season that I just described, as well as the new show yeah, on Yeah, but like the right other, now. the other, like, back catalog of episodes. The thing Bree said. Just come to my house, uh, yeah. You didn't hear it from me, but I think you can get those... <laughs> things on the internet i bet i bet amazon sells them we'll put (laughs) it that way i bought online that's probably also yeah um i'd say watch it on hulu that's your best bet and uh the other email that we got and is from warren taylor who wrote in to say he agrees with me and pro tip if you want to get on the show just tell me that you agree with me and then i'll make sure to get you on the show (laughs) i i don't hear that very much so not on this show definitely not on this show (laughs) 
so he was writing it. We, we ha- got into a little bit of a conversation about Borderlands and Borderlands 2 uh, when we were talking about Destiny. And he says that he, that he loved Borderlands and he's playing Borderlands 2. And he ha- and he says, I also have kids and the interruptions you noted. While it causes some annoyance of Borderlands, only in a few missions do I recall getting punted back along ways. But Borderlands 2 is worse in this regard because many of the missions are relatively linear areas. And that a save quit 80% of the way through will set you back to the beginning. And without re- any real indication of how long a quest will take before you start and many of them being over an hour the game does not break down into small chunks nicely at all so and i actually was talking about borderlands too when i was complaining about borderlands that is good to know yeah it's you know what happens is it kind of frustrates me just in general it feels like a modern game thing that you should have checkpoints yeah and i agree when you go for a long time and you lose like a whole like 45 minutes to an hour of progress like that's like really really frustrating and I think, yeah. you know what, I think that's also one of the reasons I didn't like Blood Dragon, because it did that also. Well, I think it did that also, <laughs> that I played for like 45 minutes to an hour, I never got to a checkpoint, and then the next time I started up, I was starting up from the beginning again. So. I will not have Blood Dragon disrespected on my show. <laughs> oh, by the way, I watched Terminator 2 this yeah. week. Oh, did you? <gasps> did you like it? He's deflecting I, you, Bree. He's deflecting. Right, he is. He is. Yeah. He's distracting <laughs> us with Terminator 2. <laughs> It's so shiny. <laughs> we can talk in detail more about this later because I want to talk about video games. I I liked it, but I wasn't blown away by it. So well, you've never <sighs> seen Terminator One, and also okay, you that's hate it. movies. Now yeah, I also hate movies, but we can talk you, about that later. Now you've just too, like now you've gotten just all of us upset. I don't know how you're yeah. going right. to survive the rest of the show. I'm not Steve. upset because Steve explained to me this week that he does not like movies and after he said that i was like oh why am i even trying <laughs> i'm really a lost cause so, so anything okay. over 60 minutes is too much for you is what you're saying basically okay, basically fair. the man likes video games and i do I can respect that well we'll talk we'll talk about it more later steve are you familiar with uh it's what do they call it the uh angry girl tornado are you familiar <laughs> with this they they call it that. I feel yeah. like I've come into yeah. contact with this maybe once or twice okay. in okay. knowing you. I'm just just asking. <laughs> so. I I didn't say I didn't like it. I I liked the movie. I just wasn't like I, I wasn't. It wasn't a religious experience for me. I think I've Terminator Three is better than Terminator Two. I, do. I have to watch another Terminator movie now? Don't yeah, no, bother. Really. You don't no. even like movies. Also, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> anyway, video games. Let's talk about video games. Yeah. I, you know, it was it was a matter of time, so I'm glad that we kind of got that out of the way early. Now we're just colleagues. We're just coworkers <laughs> now. <laughs> I can redeem myself. I can do better. We'll see. So let's talk about this kind of crazy Twitch stuff that's been going on this yes, week. Yes, please. So we, we were talking last week about how Twitch was changing games journalism to some extent, and we and there was confirmation in, in scare quotes, again, that Twitch got bought by Google, and we still haven't got any official word, but Twitch on, I think it was on Wednesday, just all of a sudden blew the doors off and made like a whole bunch of policy changes all at once. So the first thing they did was they shut down Justin TV and Justin TV was the site that Twitch grew out of. Twitch was originally the games channel for Justin TV. And so they basically said to all the Justin TV people, we're shutting down today. Go get your stuff out and get out. So that was the first part of it. Apparently they've been saving, they've been archiving live streams perpetually. Like the entire, they have like a highlights feature where you can cut it down to like a smaller chunk and then you, they'll actually save the whole length of the stream. And what they've said is that they're only going to be saving that for a, 
what is it like a like 14 days or a month or something like that and then after that they're going to let those go and so they're yeah. allowing people to export to YouTube now if that's what they want to do or or export and save their archived streams before they're gone but the thing that really kind of got everybody up in a tizzy is that they started scanning for copyrighted music in the Twitch streams themselves so instead of doing what you what YouTube does, which is wait for a DMCA request and then take down take it down if somebody complains. They're proactively going out to all the Twitch streams, and if they using this company called or this product called Audible Magic, they're doing music matching, and then if the music matches something that they determine somehow is copyrighted music, they're just muting all the music in the stream. So this has caused quite a bit of an uproar because they're they're getting a lot of false positives and apparently Crypto the Necrodancer, which we talked about last week, all the music for that is getting stripped out because it's early access and the they haven't registered the soundtrack with with uh, with this company yet. Huh. So all of the Crypto the Necrodancer because it's got music. I mean that's what it is. It's a rhythm game. So all of their streams have just been muted, and Darren Baranowski is is talking about contacting his lawyers and and stuff like that. So I, at first there was a lot of co- a lot of discussion about well this is the kind of thing that's they're going to do before Google acquires them, but now it's it's not. This just seems like flailing. I just want to know what's going on. <laughs> well, the worst part is that it's also just the ambient sound. So if you have a song playing in the background while you play a video game. It's, it's going to be taken down, and they're not waiting for people to make requests. They're just doing it all to get like some of the. They might not care, and so it's. And in, in, in like in Darren Baranowski's case, he definitely not only does he not care, he wants the music in there. Like the music is part of the game, and so it, it's overshooting it a little bit, and it seems kind of like an overcorrection to I don't know what. I don't understand why. Like, this is the kind of thing that you do for a reason. And it isn't something that makes sense if we assume that Google is about to acquire them, because this isn't necessarily something that Google would care about. I don't know. Is that... Oh, it is something they'll care about. And you can look you at that. So? Oh, you think so? You think that this is because Google might acquire them? Do you know what I think? Just just to be honest, I think there are so many times in the last few years I've had an idea or I've wanted to do something. You know, I've called my lawyer and, you know, that jerk is like rained on my parade. And I think lawyers just kind of ruin everything. Um, you know, as I remember from... <laughs> As I remember for communication law, you know, I took that in college. If, As I remember it, if you're recording something, it's a live stream and you have like the rights at your house to record it. And it just seems to me that that is that falls within fair use. But they're obviously taking a, a very lawsuit averse approach to it. And I think, you know, the, the editing things out, I think that's like someone's worried about liability. They did you know, the numbers on it, and they are, you know, taking a very lawsuit-averse course of action. And I, I don't think it's about the, the, the users. I think it's, you know, management getting involved there. I don't think that's complicated. As far as 
not keeping the video recorded forever. I think that is just the fact that it's extremely expensive to archive and save all this video forever. And, you know, I think that they're just trying to limit that. Like the reason Twitch TV is possibly being, you know, acquired by Google is because they've grown so big so fast that they just literally don't have a back end that can, you know, manage the amount of traffic that they have. So I think that's just a, you know, them trying to keep this in check. Um, so I think overall, everything you're hearing here, it sucks, but I think it's growing pains. That could be true. But if Google were to buy Twitch, then why would they be so worried about space right. and paying for it? Because then it would be Google's problem. And that goes to this this article from Ron Amadeo that we'll link in the show notes that our friend of the show, Brie Mastin, had sent to me. And I, Maddie, you got this from yeah, Patrick. Yeah, Patrick Klepek tweeted about it as well. Right. And the idea is that if they're going to do this, well, what Google's always wants data. So why would they be deleting a whole bunch of data ahead of a Google acquisition? The, yeah, that makes me wonder whether the acquisition didn't pan out and Twitch is trying to go independent. Because right. if they want to be able to afford to, then perhaps these are moves that they're making to do that. I don't know whether that's true. I mean, are you guys aware that I forget the exact number? It's either I think it's 2% of all of the energy that we use on the planet right now is used for data centers. And it's used for things like looking up Google and serving video. It's a it's really seriously a non trivial cost associated with this. So if they're trying to you evaluate like how much they need to allocate for you know, storage and paying for all of these services. It seems very natural to me to have, if they're bringing Google in, I would say maybe Google is looking at here are the worst offenders. Let's get these policies in line before we kind of acquire you. Like this is, these are the edge cases that are going to drive your cost into the stratosphere. All right. Maybe. But then also YouTube has, a tool for doing like this music matchings. Why yeah, are they presumably true. paying for this third party tool from Audible Magic when if they're getting acquired by Google, presumably they'd be using YouTube's tool for this too. It's like a lot of it's a lot of little tea leaves that are kind of going around and you would think that this has been going on for a long time. It was it was way back in episode three that we were first talking about this and we actually put it off a week because it was yeah. right before we recorded right. the second episode that right. came out, and we we put it off a week because we figured that we would have more news by then. The Google acquisition. The you Google mean. acquisition, and that was around the same time that the beat the Apple Beats acquisition got announced. It was almost like the mm -hmm. same week. So, and that seemed like it was going on forever, and that wrapped up like a while ago. I wonder if Twitch is shopping around a little. I, I would I have agree no with that. No idea who yeah. they might be selling to other than Google, but I think maybe. These are moves that they're doing to try to make themselves seem more affordable to other companies. They don't all make sense because YouTube has already set up a precedent and it works, right? If you don't yeah. like something, you can tell them, listen, that's my music, and they'll take it down and then decide and then it'll go up and down before. So since that's already a precedent, it's shown that it works. It seems like this is overkill. The only thing I can think of is, again, what you know makes, unfortunately, our culture go around is money. There must be something in it in which they're going to be able to, you know, make more profit versus more losses because of putting this in. I just can't figure out really what that would be. The only thing I can think of is that if they need, if they're anticipating that they're going to need a lot of staff to handle those DMCA requests and they can't afford to hire all that headcount, 
then maybe they would do this and be proactive instead of reactive, instead of saying, okay, well, we can pay for a, a team of 20 people to handle all those DMCA requests and process them, or we can pay this Audible Magic mm-hmm. company X amount of money and have them do everything automatically and then not have to worry about it, then maybe that that's the only thing mm-hmm. that I can think right. of that, that would make this make sense, because that's what the DMCA is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. The DMCA says, if you, as long as you're making an effort to take the stuff down when people notify you of it, then you're covered. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a little more complicated. Than well, that, it is a little bit more complicated yeah. than that. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but that's what YouTube has been doing. And, and obviously they haven't been, I mean, they've tried to sue YouTube for this kind of stuff in the past and it's all been shot down. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's precedent for that, but you have to have people to be able to process all those requests. And if they're hunkering down for what may be lean times, if, you know, if they're, or if they're either shopping around or if this Google acquisition is falling through, then that would make sense that they would go for a more automated solution. I would, I would, I would probably agree with Maddie before that. I think it's possible that they're trying to get evaluated right now to, you know, basically find out how much they're worth. And I would, I can very easily see Microsoft like looking to compete with them. Remember when Microsoft decided to buy Skype? Um, wasn't it Google that was also in the running for that? And they ended up plunking down six billion dollars, if I remember correctly. So, you know, maybe they're playing the field. Maybe they're not ready to get married yet. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's really interesting when a company gets really big and really powerful, how they are going to test out things that might upset their user base. And then yeah. I bet if, if this creates enough of a stink and people, you know, call out about it, I bet that they will change their policy because their company isn't yeah. going to be worth anything if a whole bunch of their largest u- users drop out and decide to, um, go with something else besides Twitch or just not use it at all. Um, so I think that that'll be a really interesting play to see what happens if people get really outraged. Yeah. 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 And there's been this site called Hitbox has been trying to capitalize on that. I've been seeing a lot around Twitter of people, of them trying to convince people, Hey, you know, come to, come to us from, from Twitch. Yeah. I have seen some people starting Hitbox accounts on Twitter as well, mm. like friends of mine mm. making streams there. So it's working for some people. Yeah. I mean, I guess the, the thing is that there's no console integration for that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the real big draw, especially for people who aren't like... We survived without console integration for years. <laughs> we did. So we can do it again. <laughs> well, I'm, but what I'm saying is that, you know, people who aren't dedicated streamers who are just going to yeah. like throw up a stream here and there are not going to go and buy an Elgato, you know, video capture device. Right. But the people who are already really good at it and were already professional at it have all that equipment anyway and are already using it. So to them, it's no big deal. And those people are the people who Twitch wants to keep. And if their professional streamers leave, then that's going to be a problem for them. Right. That's their whole revenue stream. So they have to make those people happy. But that's their problem. And I, as a mere sideline viewer, am very entertained by watching what the (laughs) heck is happening because I don't have any, I don't have a Twitch stream right now. We have one for Isometric that I've never even used. You should use it. We should use it. You should should start using it it right now. We should monetize it and become a partner with Twitch. Yes. But yeah, for, for the moment, I don't have a financial stake in it. So just watching Twitch 
streams that do have a financial stake and seeing what they decide to do is interesting to me still. Yeah. I, I really, I really just think this is growing pains. I think that someone at Twitch had a meeting with someone at this software company that is doing this bad job at, you know, <laughs> muting the audio. And I think they're trying it out. And I think it's a failure. And <laughs> I, I think it's going to change. I think it's just growing pains. I don't know. I think you can sit here and speculate about it endlessly, or you can kind of wait and see what happens, you know? In fairness, they did have a an AMA over on Reddit, the Twitch CEO they did. did. Yeah. yeah. And they said that apparently muting in-game audio is supposed to be uh, excluded from this, but I don't know how you'd be able to tell. I think that, to me, that answer indicated that they just hadn't quite worked out the kinks yet and that they will soon. I saw some people linking to that particular answer on the Reddit AMA. And I I think they're going to figure this out. Maybe even by the time we put out this episode, this will already be fixed because it seems like such a big misstep that it's silly not to figure it out. But it just seems like the thing you test a little bit more first. Like, I mean, iTunes match can't even match my songs half the time. I know, but I don't, I've seen those take a tour of the Twitch offices articles and they are not that big. They're kind of a startup vibe, just a bunch of guys in a room. Yeah. At least that's what it looked like last time I read one of those articles. They, they're not like as big as Google. <laughs> they're just not. <laughs> no. I, I mean, there, there's, there's some guys there, but there aren't that many. So yeah. I think they're just kind of scrambling. And if they're, also stressed out about who they're going to sell themselves to and who they're going to get acquired by and what rules and regulations will suddenly be enforced due to that, then they've got a lot on their plate. So it's possible that they implemented something that was a big mistake. I kind of feel for them right now because this is a weird situation and I like Twitch. So I want them to figure this out and I want them to have a parent company that doesn't treat them poorly. (laughs) I just want them to be happy. I want them to end up with the kind of person they should end up with. (laughs) I do want that, though, for real. I mean, we talked about it on the show last week. Someone that mistreats you. That's right. We want them to be happy and make lovely live streaming babies. Have, have they yes. really romanced all the big back-end companies yet? No, they have, have they really not. And that? they deserve better. That's right. They deserve better. Respect yourself. They, yeah, they're, they're young. They're hot. They just, they need... <laughs> this is all this is, this is getting very true. awkward very yeah. quickly. It's all true. <laughs> why, don't, why don't we take a break? Uh, so this, this episode of Isometric is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website portfolio and online store. So for a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code Isometric. So I went to lunch with my intern the other day, and I came back to my phone blowing up because... <laughs> Bree does not have any games to build right now. That's right. So, I have far too much free time. So Bree yeah. apparently in about a half Lost an hour put up yeah. this fugue yeah. state of a website that's representing our show. Is this the Fanda Biz one? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Created with Squarespace. Oh, built it. with the building blocks of Squarespace. So let me tell everybody about this. So I have never used Squarespace. And I'm like, you know, some if a sponsor is going to write Brianna a check to represent them, you know, I'm going to understand what they sell. Like, I'm I'm ethical like that, you know? Like, <laughs> Oh, you're very so, ethical. Right. That's so, the first thing I think of when I think of right. Brie. I think... Ethical. Brianna ethical right, woo. Right. So I like write up Derek. I'm like, 
hey, Derek, can you uh, give me some free stuff? (laughs) (laughs) And he did. He did. He totally gave me a year of Squarespace. And I I log in, and I'm like, wow. And and the deal is, if you, like, sign up, I think, for a year at one time, that you get a free domain name with it. And I'm like, what? That's correct. I know all of this because I paid for Squarespace, honestly, before (laughs) ever being on this show. Because you're ethical. No, no, dang it, no. I, I... Needed a website and I have Free one code. anyway. Oh, I so we can talk it. about that later. Talk it. about fans. Anyway. Let's do it. So anyway, I make the stupidest website <laughs> on the entire planet called fandas.biz. I love it. This is actually a thing of beauty. You can actually go there. You can actually actually go go there. It's real. So I put up some fan art from one of our fandas, and I redid the Final Fantasy X2 logo, because Final Fantasy X2, hello, three girls. And I'm like, I'm I'm doing the art for it. I'm like, gosh, you know, I kind of think I'm a pain, and I think think Maddie would probably be the Yuna, and you know, and I'm like, I could could Photoshop Steve in here, but that really wouldn't Mm. work. <laughs> so he's, he's the mega so, panda, right? I I did that, and then like I had to do an about page, but I didn't want to write about our show, so I just went to the Halliburton, um, you know, Wikipedia page and <laughs> just found and replaced uh, Halliburton with Isometrics. You can read about Earl Isometric, the founder of our show. <laughs> it's awesome, Earl P Isometric. Earl, the P is for panda. That's right. <laughs> it sure is. But the best part is, I'm like. Wow, let me uh, put together uh, an e-commerce site. <laughs> and the last time I tried to do this, like, it was really hard. Like, they wanted all this tax information and stuff. And it was so easy to set up a Squarespace e-commerce site. I was amazed it was legal. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, isn't the IRS going to have a problem with this? See, that should be their tagline, Squarespace. I'm amazed that this was legal. legal. <laughs> so, you know. Is it legal? Do we know that it is legal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, so, anyway, we have goods up on the isometric, uh, I'm sorry, fandas.biz store. So there's a Revolution 60 comic book, which is a real comic book that we made that's a prequel to our game. Very cool. And there's Georgia Dow's Hand Turkey <laughs> Masterpiece. And soon her Hand um, Turtle. <laughs> Hand turtle. hand turtle. That's right. And actually, my husband uh, ended up making some fan art that I'm going to upload by the time the show is over. Um, Love it. Which is really awesome. Love it. So, Have people bought the hand turkeys? Are we mailing them to people? No. Like, Squarespace just sends it to them. And the great thing is, like, George just posted this picture to Twitter, and I just saved that picture. I didn't crop it or anything. Like, her table's in there because <laughs> she didn't even care. It? I didn't color correct her or anything. So the same thing you could just go to George's Twitter and look at. We're selling on Squarespace. (laughs) For a dollar. Did we make money from this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. People bought it. I went out to so many people. So many people bought my comic book. I took my husband out to uh, legal seafood that night. Wow. That's awesome. I'm, know, the hand right? turkey is also awesome, but is an unusual thing for people to buy. So I don't know why they would buy it is where I'm going with this because it is already free. Anyway, um, a thing people should buy is so Squarespace. So if you want to start your own hand turkey empire, you can, you can go to Squarespace. Say, look, I'm, a, I'm a, a, a sort of ridiculous person who just like threw together a joke site in half an hour and have made really awesome money from it. Like, imagine how much you can make if you had talent or a product that was interesting. Hey, yeah. With all of the, with all the hand turkey proceeds, I bought two gumballs. Did you? I did. 
we're gonna have to talk about the Brinks truck to drive your three dollars <laughs> to Canada in. <laughs> We're gonna have to figure out how to do that. Yeah. Plans start at eight dollars a month, and like Bree said, you can get a free domain name if you sign up for a year. There's twenty four seven support through live chat and email in New York, Dublin, and Portland. And you can start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website or your hand turkey empire today. So when you go to Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code Isometric. You get ten percent off your first purchase and to show your support for Isometric. And we thank Squarespace for their support of Isometric. Do you think Google is interested in acquiring Fandas.biz? We should talk. Well, to Well, we them. should take a look at everyone else. We shouldn't do a Twitch. We gotta. We have to take a look and and. That's right. I think maybe so. Fandas.biz should acquire Twitch. What do you guys oh, think? Yeah. I mean, just with the hand turkey proceeds alone. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Of course. I mean, can we talk? This is not in the show notes, but can we talk about the fact that Yoshi has a full name? Yeah, can we? No. Why isn't that in the show notes? <gasps> really? I don't know. I just remembered that, like, right now. So, Blake Harris, I believe, is uh, the author of the Console Wars book, which I love. Bree, it's great. You, yeah. I love him. Go read that oh. book. But yeah. So, apparently, he found a character guide from 1993. And it states that Yoshi's full name is T. Yoshisor Munchakupa. Munchakupas. Munchakupas, plural. Okay. Sorry. And, and I think that is fantastic. I actually and really like this. Some people were angry about it because people what? will get angry about anything. <laughs> right. And sometimes the anger is justified and sometimes it's anger <laughs> about Yoshi's name, which is something delightful and joyful that no now, one should be angry about. Now, Maddie, were they upset because of what his name was or that Yoshi has a full name? Um. Well, some people tweeted at me because I tweeted about Yoshi's name today. And some people were angry because they felt like they didn't understand why Yoshi, quote unquote, needed a full name, because apparently Yoshi is good enough. And that's fair. But you know what? This is from 1993. If he had a full name back then, then it's always been there. Like, let's respect that. His full name is Yoshisor. His full, <laughs> full name is T. Yoshisor Munchakupas. We don't know what the T stands for. No one knows. Could be Tyrannosaur. Tyrannosaur. But then there's Tyrannosaur Yoshisaur, and that's a little bit silly. So Tiberius was suggested. I like Tiberius. That's fantastic. Yep. So we're going to go with Tiberius Yoshisaur Munchakupas, I think. I really like Yoshi as a character. So I'm into this. He seems much more high society. Feels like with a name like that, he should have a monocle. Yeah. Like a monocle and a top hat and a cane. I just And speak with an English accent. I don't know. I just like Yoshi. No, let's not let's not have Yoshi speaking. Let's not get crazy. I think Yoshi's <laughs> sorry, delightful. Sorry, Steve, I, took it too I want far. more Yoshi facts to emerge. I want more deep cuts from the '90s about Yoshi to emerge in popular culture. I want us to find out. I just want us to Yoshi stumble across. Yoshi served a decade in prison for yeah, smoking cocaine. Like, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. cocaine because he's high society. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was cocaine. It was a very fine, a fine drug. For rich, rich people. That's right. Yeah. Rich, rich dinosaurs. Yoshi was a high roller, is what I'm saying. You know what? I'm glad because I just had an argument, no joke, the other day about whether Yoshi was a dinosaur or a dragon. What? And I am glad to be... He's a dinosaur. What? Of course he's a dinosaur, but somebody told me that (laughs) he was a dragon, and I did not believe that. But, uh, yeah, so I'm very glad to be, to be vindicated, as I often am, that, uh, that Yoshi is a dinosaur and not a dragon. Yeah, he's a dinosaur. That's so freaking obvious. I mean, he doesn't have wings or breathe fire. Well, I guess he breathes fire if he, just if he eats something spicy. I don't want to derail the show too much more, but is there a difference between dragons and dinosaurs when you really think about it? I mean, dragons are fictional, but might they just be exaggerated 
versions of reptiles. I mean, a, a, a pterodactyl is kind of like a dragon when you think well, about it. Well, it's more like a turkey, which brings us back to Isometric, <laughs> the show. Wow. That's it. So uh, you get yeah. all over We've again. We've only covered one topic out of four, so we should get to I think, you know yeah. what? I think this Yoshi news is some of the most important news of the week. It really delighted me today, and few things do. So I appreciated oh. hearing it. I like it. I, I like I, Yoshi news. I, I definitely saw a few like uh, stupers on Twitter after this news came out the other day. It was it was pretty fantastic. I just think if you're turning to Nintendo for like a a, a whole logical like canon, <laughs> oh yeah, like that's <laughs> that's what psycho- That's what my therapist called a suffering invitation, and I just think <laughs> I just think. It's not going to end well for you. <laughs> just that should be that should be the next game in the series. Yoshi's suffering a just invitation. Oh my god! Well, let's not even get into how is he laying these eggs. So let's move on because I'm about to open up a whole can of Yoshi is not a dinosaur so much as a monogender alien that lays eggs because he's the only gender that there is and and eats. Everything. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. hold hold it back, Maddie. Hold it back. I'm just saying that's my personal canon. People can have their own canon. Anyway, I don't want to talk about Yoshi anymore. It's getting you're, too you're real. You're entitled to your own opinion, but not your own facts, Maddie. <laughs> Let's talk about Bioshock. Let's talk about Bioshock. So oh, Bioshock. Yeah. So for some reason, they're coming out with Bioshock One for iOS, which is for casuals. Am I right? <laughs> Sorry, that was that was just a. Rib on Brie. I'm kidding. It's actually going to be a match three, and you're going to match plasmids and, and vials of Eve. I would play that, though. <laughs> I would play that. Anyway, continue. So that's not what they're it going is. to be releasing. I guess it's 2K China that's going to be doing this. That's just that they're going to be releasing the first Bioshock. And they say this summer, so there's not a whole lot of summer left. So it's got to be over the next the next couple weeks. But it's actually like the the full original Bioshock from 2006 that they're going to be releasing for iPad and yep. I, I guess for iPhone too. I can't even imagine playing it on the iPhone. Uh-huh. But this seems like I saw this and I'm like this is weird because I mean I, I guess I'm happy that they're releasing this and it, I presumably it's going to be like 15 or 20 it's probably going to be $20 the same way that, that XCOM was because it was 2K did XCOM too right? Am uh-huh. I remember that right? Uh-huh. Okay. So it's it'll pro- I imagine it'll probably be twenty bucks. And having more premium price games and full games on on the app store is a good thing. But first person shooters on iOS are not are not great experiences. Yeah, it's hard. I'm curious about how they're going to do that. Okay, I have a lot to say. <laughs> go, about go, 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 go. There are few people in the world that know as much about iOS Unreal as I do. And so, you know, first of all, the, so there's a story with this of 2K China doing it. I probably shouldn't be saying this. If Epic has a problem for me saying this, just call me and I'll take it down or whatever. 2K China is the team that ported over XCOM to iPad as well, which ended up being fantastic, if you guys remember. Oh, yeah, it was, it was it, great. It, it was literally a project like, oh, I don't think this is going to run. Like, do you think you can make it run? And they passed it over to them, and they rigged it and broke a bunch of stuff and got it to run. And it ended up being fantastic. So you can literally look at the way that they brought the entire game over. And look, it's just matinee. It's all the same Unreal. Like, it's the exact same program. And you can look how they went, 
ooh, for the water, per pixel spec maps aren't going to work and how they took, you know, the reflection shade, the spec map off the water and, you know, like looking out the window, they can't do the, the bubble particle effects or the good lighting. So they just put this kind of muddy green, you know, glass over everything, which is the same muddy green glass we have in Revolution 60. You might notice that. So it's like, it's, it's dirt cheap for them to do it. You know, they may have had to, you know, tweak scale form or some of the, some of the interface stuff, but it's not as expensive as it is for, you know, say XCOM. They could have just gone back through and redone that with Canvas. So you really look at the game and you see how they did go into some of their effects and their matinee sequences and adjusted the shaders and adjusted the materials. But overall, it's going to be a cheap win for them. So, you know, why not do it? I also, Steve, I don't agree with you where you're like, first-person shooters always suck on iOS. I've played a lot of Rev60 with the dual joysticks just because it's what's built into the the device when you automatically compile it. I think it's pretty good, actually. Rev60 is a different type of game, though. Well, I, I'm saying for yeah. walking around. For oh. walking around, it's fine. The problem... Aiming. Aiming is the yeah. problem. Aiming is the... That's, that's the problem, is it's aiming and it's... For example, uh, Daniel Riendo put out a review of this Zabalba game this week. Free, it's like a free first-person shooter that is both a browser game and they released a free version on iOS, and she was raving about it in the review. And I downloaded it for iOS, and the browser, I haven't tried the browser version, I want to, because I, I like the idea of the game, but the controls on the iOS are, version are absolutely terrible, because the problem is that you're using the same thumb to aim as you are to fire. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem because you're moving your thumb to somewhere where the fire button is not. And then mm -hmm. you have to move your thumb back to fire. And it's, it's really, really awkward. And I've played, I've tried a lot of first person shooters on iOS and I am, as we've well established, I am not an expert first person shooter player, but I, I've played enough to at least be competent. And I've never really, other than like, Wolfenstein 3D and Doom where you're only moving left and right and you're not aiming up and down. I've I've yet to find a first person shooter that that works well. And I mean I, what what the reviews are saying is that with the controller it's great, which I don't doubt, but there aren't that many people who own those controllers. So it's kind of when when I saw this I kind of my tinfoil hat kind of fell onto my head mm -hmm. and I started wondering like is do they know something that Apple's doing that, no, that we don't know? No, 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 no. Because I, yeah. I don't see how without widespread controller support, even to port this cheaply, why it makes sense for them. Didn't Bioshock end up selling the IP to someone to cover their debt when Irrational closed? Yeah, that was what I thought as well. Yeah, this is a cash grab, They're continuing Steve. to make Bioshock games. Exactly. They're just not going to be by Irrational. Look. Because there is no irrational. This isn't this isn't complicated. Like they have a game that's done. There's an engineering cost to go through the game and redo some of the effects and adjust the material so it'll run on iOS. There's an engineering cost to redo the scale form if Bioshock uses scale form, and I I don't know if it does, but there's there's a cost there. And the question is, will the Bioshock name make money for them? And that seems like a slam dunk as far as making money. So I mean I just think that's it. 
And there are some ways, like you, you get lost on the, on the screen, right? Like you kind of get lost on the screen, but they can, you can buy, like you can get a controller, which is a little bit expensive, or you can also buy these little tiny D buttons and they go over, you just stick them like little suction cups and you stick them oh, over. Oh, the flings? Yeah, I've yeah. seen There's those. a few, there's the flings yeah. and then there's another one that I have somewhere. I'm looking around. So anyways, I forget what it's called, but it's, it's smaller than the flings. So it doesn't take up as much hmm. screen space because that's the problem with the flings is that they're big. They're great, but they're big. And they look like just a little tiny button, and uh, you can put them in the place that you need to, and then at least it keeps your thumb to know where the place is so you don't get lost on the screen and angry, smashing oh. at your iPad, missing, <laughs> you know, thinking that you're hitting something and getting more and more angry because you can't take your eyes off the zombie before it eats you. I can't even imagine you getting angry. Oh, that <laughs> would be like, great. This is like Georgia Smash. I love that <laughs> image of Georgia playing Bioshock on an iPad and becoming increasingly angry at I, it. I get, I get really scared when I play these games so oh. that would really that would happen to me real soon you know Georgia so. should be using our Twitch channel that's who should be oh, using yeah, it the, I want to see that would be watching me yeah I would get eaten not really how efficient I am at anything in the game yeah please do that oh, I would watch please it. do that <laughs> thank you <laughs> it would be fun I'll watch you get eaten <laughs> I guess maybe I underestimated like how cheap it is to do this because it's just it just seems to me like XCOM made a ton of sense because XCOM kind of felt like it was designed for a touch a touchscreen and this really doesn't and it, you know obviously the the people who are going to buy this are people who probably own at least a computer that could run Bioshock as you it was intended. So? I yeah, would yeah. I would imagine a lot of people. I mean, if you're going to be spending twenty dollars on a game. I would imagine you at least have a... I mean, it doesn't take a lot, a really pro powerful computer to run the original Bioshock. That's true. But I think that the iOS audience is not necessarily the same as the audience that knows their computer actually could run Bioshock if they yeah, tried. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. That is true. I agree with that. But I don't think the iOS audience is, but I think the iOS audience that's willing to pay $20 for a game... That could be true. I, based on the Bioshock name alone. I'm sure that be. gamers will be angry about the prospect of somebody playing Bioshock for the first time with these sort of diluted visuals because the visuals of Bioshock <laughs> yeah. are what make part of what make it good. Not the only thing. But I like the idea of people who have never even heard of Bioshock playing it, even if this is the state they play it in. I think that's cool. So, Maddie, are you saying that, like, like people that use, like, you know, casual gamers that, like, just get games yes, on, like, their iOS, they offend, casual they offend the hardcore gamers? <laughs> what if they were to come in and play Bioshock? What would they think of it? I wonder. That is, so, that is my theory. Yeah. So, Steve, like, I just added up what the engineering cost. I'm just guessing offhand. Oh, are you doing a like, Kickstarter? Just... No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm saying I did the engineering cost for, I would guess, it would cost to convert this over and like the number of copies you would have to have for that and it's about seven you know seventy seven thousand copies seven thousand or seventy thousand about seven thousand okay. copies that's not yeah they'll so do that in the first day then and that's a no-brainer it's trivial yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. no i yeah. i don't think it'll cost them money i just think it would be interesting if this caused a resurgent cult resurgence culturally of bioshock in sort of a casual community that would be oh, kind of cool yeah yeah I, we have some friends who are starting to get into games because of Rev60 that that are starting to get into more hardcore games. I would love to see them like pick up Bioshock for the first time and see what how they reacted to it. Yeah, only if it's actually playable. I mean, if they download right, right. it and they can't play it without an external hardware piece of some kind, then that would be disappointing and it would turn some people off. But 
I don't know. Yeah. I uh, I've done a lot of playing first person shooters on iOS at this point, and I find I think the the dual stick implementation in the standard you know UDK API, I think it's good. I think it's as good as it could be. So I. It's easy for me to imagine someone playing it, but you know, see, maybe I'm. You wrong, see, I like so. I like the yeah. idea on uh, first-person shooters of the ones that you can like the D stick. The one for movement is is located in one area, and the one for shooting is anywhere. <laughs> you just yeah. tap the screen wherever you want, and that's that's you're shooting. That's what I that's like. That's just changing a config file, George. Is so mm. trivial to set it up that way. There we go. So I just worry because I looked at that that UI, and there's a lot of buttons on that UI, and you forget like how many buttons on the Xbox 360 controller like Bioshock used. Right. You know what I mean? And that's that's a lot of stuff to hit in a in a tense like high stress situation. And people with big thumbs have a really hard time. What? Especially on the iPhone. I mean obviously the iPhone is not the ideal place to be playing yeah, Bioshock. Yeah, the iPad is probably a better the, way. The iPhone 6 might be better, but not for Oh, and I guess it's worth mentioning that there are a bunch of people who are pissed off because they announced a uh, BioShock game for for Vita and they haven't come out with it yet and now they're coming out with this for I- for iOS. Uh-oh. So oh, how Uh-oh. dare they? How dare they betray the core gamers by putting <laughs> out an iOS game? There's a lot of story there. There's well, I mean, if you're saying there. that they need yeah. to sell 7,000 copies, I don't know if there are 7,000 Vitas that are out in, out in the wild <laughs> oh right now. God. So. Oh, there's a there's an install base of about 3 mil at this point. Am I right about and that? And none of those, none of those three million people have o- even looked at their Vitas for years. That's what I've heard. <laughs> that, those That's are the true. statistics That's that I true. have. Yeah, yeah. I could be wrong. About that. I don't know. People <laughs> so. love their Vitas, but I, I, I just can't see. I mean, it doesn't make sense for them to to port anything over there at this point. I mean, that and it wasn't even supposed to be a port. Apparently, it like Ken Levine was was promising like a completely new Bioshock game, and then that never got greenlit. <laughs> wow, I wonder what <laughs> happened with that. That's so yeah. weird. What could have happened? Yeah. I, I can't imagine that maybe it just didn't sell enough copies to justify a whole new game for it or something huh. like that. I, I can't. Yeah. I'm just guessing. I don't know anything about game development. <laughs> I don't have any gossip. I'm just saying I'm using my noggin and just figuring out what might have happened. So Isn't it interesting how Bioshock Infinite was supposed to come out and then it was years overdue? Isn't that interesting? It's very interesting. Mm. It's interesting. almost as though... Yeah. There were many things about Bioshock Infinite that were not used in the end because they were very expensive to make. I, I'm not saying. I mean, <laughs> there's no way for us to know whether that's true. Right, right. I'm just saying it is a fact. It's expensive for years. to make a game. So All right. Well, before before the game. two of you get get us into trouble. <laughs> hey, I'm not uh, gonna get in trouble. I don't know anything. I'm just a journalist. Oh, I want to talk about like games that get lawsuits. Let's do it really quickly. We'll do it very okay, quickly. Okay, really, really, really quickly. quickly. Really quickly. Really quickly, people are getting sued because people game publishers are promising things that they're not delivering. So somebody is suing Sony because Killzone was supposed to be in 1080p and isn't, and apparently they can tell. Wow. And then there was there's a lawsuit that is it Gearbox who did the development for Alien Colonel Curl- Marines? Uh yes. Uh, so well, no. Tr- what was the the smaller shop, Maddie? Can oh you gosh, I've what repressed all these um, memories. I was too angry. <sighs> um, <laughs> <laughs> they did time splitters, didn't they? Oh god, who am I thinking of? Oh, it's Sega who published it, and then Sega Gearbox published it, and then Gearbox is trying to extricate themselves from that lawsuit because apparently they had promised a whole bunch of things in the E3 trailer. They uh, they called things actual gameplay that were that were not actually in the final game. 
And so people have, there's a class action lawsuit about that. And then there was also a controversy on Steam this week where Codemasters apparently released what people thought was a new Colin McRae rally game, but was actually a port to PC of a mobile game. So they've been offering refunds to people who've been buying that. So Well, I want to say thank you to all these people for um, helping scare off all these indie game developers with these <laughs> fabulous yeah. lawsuits so there'll yeah. be less people yeah. making really cool games and trying to aim high and do some really cool stuff with them. Listen, if if Killzone isn't in 1080p, then gamers <laughs> suffer, okay? Gamers can't sleep at night. They can't That's what sleep. it's going to be sued for, pain and suffering. <laughs> I want all the peas that I have paid for, Maddie. Yeah, no. I don't want to be I don't want to be shorted any peas. That's negligence. That's assault. That's assault on my eyeballs. There's yeah. a lot of things about that that are worth suing over. So, yeah, I'm glad Big this is happening. I don't think I would be able to tell if a game wasn't in 1080p. Bree, give me some tips oh, and I tricks. Would. How yeah. would you be able to tell? <laughs> I know that I know that peas are a thing that gamers care about and and periodically I I try to get people to explain them to me. Because I'm, I'm just don't understand why it matters. I mean, you would look for aliasing. Okay. And there aren't enough bones in the mesh and stuff. I don't look for <laughs> aliasing, though, is the thing. Like, I'll notice it, I'll notice it if it's egregious, but honestly, yeah. I'll pay more attention to how responsive controls are with a shooter and, yeah. like, button presses. I'm just not paying that much attention. It's like there are super tasters, Maddie, yes. and there are just some people with like <laughs> eagle eyes who can just tell how many how many lines of resolution there are. Yeah, on the yeah. I I mean, I have I have very conflicting feelings about this. I mean, the Killzone lawsuit is ridiculous, and it's ridiculous because engineering constantly involves trade offs and. You look at your game and you go, what am I going to sacrifice? They obviously at some point decide to trade frame rate for resolution, which is a completely reasonable choice. I personally would rather have a better frame rate in a first person shooter yeah. than, I mean, that's an, a very obvious choice to make. So I don't like lawsuits getting into the mix with this stuff, but I think you can look at the Gearbox lawsuit and it's, it's such a different scenario because like Gearbox, they, they, they showed you this video. There was all kinds of dynamic lighting. There were sharper textures and, you know, the final game comes out and it's static lighting and it's reduced texture size. And it just looked frankly like it looked like a mobile game. You know, it, it, it was a really big downgrade and maybe I don't agree with the lawsuit, but I can see why a customer would feel that was deceptive. I certainly felt it was deceptive because I pre-ordered that game. So I I don't know. I don't like this idea that anything a gamer shows the public automatically becomes like an official, you know, thing. Like this is how mm -hmm. the game is going to be made. I mean, Steve, how many different versions of Rev60 did you play? Hundreds, right? I mean... A build, you mean? Yeah, different yeah, builds. Like, uh, maybe not hundreds, probably dozens. I mean, a lot. You can yeah. see, like, even up to the last minute, we were changing lighting. We were changing textures. Um, you <laughs> and, know, and to be honest with you, I mean, yeah. I, I probably would notice if you show them to me side by side, but a lot of the builds you showed me had, like, in big, bold letters, lighting needs to be rebuilt. Like, I... I can't tell it looks fine like <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, yeah if you showed it to me like before or after i'd probably be able to tell but just looking at it like i don't know there's light i don't know it's sure fine. i mean game dev is a iterative 
process. And I think if you're opening people up to, you know, legal consequences for just trying to share with the public about what their game is like, especially as, you know, early access and open beta and having the community involved in playing your game as it's developed is more and more of a thing. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I don't think it's a fair environment for developers. That said, I feel I can at least understand where they're coming from with the Gearbox situation. Yeah, I can too. I'm making yeah. fun of it, but I, I get it because in at least even with Killzone, they put on the packaging for the game that it would be 1080p and it's not just not really great. I mean, it's a small lie, but it's a lie. And it is 1080p technically. Yeah. If you put it on the packaging at the end, it's kind of like a contract. But to say that this is what we would want the game to have, that's kind of like, you know, when you first start dating someone and someone's like, <laughs> you know, we're doing a lot of dating metaphors on this You know, 5'8", uh, 120 pounds, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, this yeah. level of fabulous. And everyone kind of expects that before, like, after a while, all of the, the skeletons from the closet are going to come out. At the end, when, you know, you sign the marriage contract, you, you pretty much want to have all your ducks in order. And I think that they're two different things. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I mean, when I married Killzone 2, I really thought <laughs> <laughs> that I knew him. And it turned out that I didn't. And I should have negotiated a better prenuptial agreement, and I did not. You should have, not. Maddie. You deserve it. Did, what kind of a ring did you get from Killzone 2? I mean, was it a nice you know diamond what? ring, or was it... it I, don't, I don't know. I don't know anything ring. about rings, Steve. I don't know how far you think I can take this joke, but the answer is <laughs> not far at all. I know zilch about Abort. jewelry. I'm sorry. Oh. All right, let me rescue you, and we can go talk about what we're playing now. So, uh, well, Maddie, why don't you start? Go ahead. What what have you been playing this week? Oh, okay. Um, I finally caved and bought myself the delicious piece of candy that is Kirby Triple Deluxe. This oh. is such an indulgent game. I feel like it is candy. It looks like candy. It is a piece of candy in terms of being a game. I feel like a child. They have made Kirby games even easier than they were when I was a kid. Like I remember <laughs> playing Kirby's Dreamland. Maybe and it was better. pretty easy, but they have made it way easier. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. You can't die, really. And also, they tell you every step of the way what to do, which is weird. I assume I'm going to get past that after a certain point, but I'm still in the thick of it. It's still very slow and floaty. Um, the art style for this game is also kind of weird. Like, I, I don't know if I would have liked it as much as a kid as I liked the original Kirby's Dreamland. Kirby... He eats entire trees now and it's a little alarming. <laughs> so he <laughs> he has some he has this new power in this game. A lot of it is like jumping back and forth between planes cuz Triple Deluxe 3D. Uh so that's a big part of it, but he also gets sort of superpower abilities that allow him to swallow even more things than normal and it's kind of alarming. But Kirby is a horrific monster, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to think about it too hard. But yeah, the art style is a little bit different. But all the music is sort of remix is of the original soundtrack for Kirby. And since I've been playing a lot of Kirby's Amazing Mirror, I which people may remember if they've listened to all of Isometric, I've had Kirby and the Amazing Mirror on my 3DS for a while now. It's a fairly difficult Kirby game comparatively because it's old. And so playing those back to back is interesting because Kirby and the Amazing Mirror doesn't necessarily have the same music. It's like this very old school style. And so hearing the the sound stage of all the 3DS notes playing for the new Kirby game has been really cool for me. Just as a musician hearing it is very, very cool. So yeah, there are a lot of things to like about it, but I don't know. I don't know if I like it more because it's a nostalgic experience 
As a kid, uh, if I were a kid again and I were playing it, I don't actually know how I would feel about it. I don't know if... Well, I can I can tell you exactly how a kid... Your kids how, like how it? Seven, seven, my my seven-year-old played it and was addicted to okay, it for about great. two or three weeks. And she actually beat it. Wow. Maybe Kirby is just weird. I don't know. Because, like, as an adult, I'm like, Kirby is very strange. And he is kind of horrific in some ways. He's swallowing yeah. a lot of trees in this game. Yeah, I didn't play very much of it. I only pretty much played the levels that she couldn't pass. Yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. one level, it does get a little bit more difficult later on. Yeah. Like, there's this one level where you're, you're in the foreground, but all the enemies are like in a mirror in the background. Oh, okay. So you're actually watching the back. And she couldn't grok that. So I had to keep, I must have done that level like four times for her at this point. Okay. Well, I, I mean, there are parts of it that are really fun. Like the enemies jump in from the background and you have to switch to the, the background or the foreground, depending on where the enemies are and evade them. They can move back and forth more freely than you can. So there are some interesting elements there. I like it. it the art style, though, is a little bit more cartoonish, I would say. I'm comparing it directly to a more old school Kirby game, though, because I've been switching back and forth between those. So it's been interesting to see that. But as long as kids aren't freaked out by Kirby, I guess I won't be. Yeah, she's not. I mean, she's been flipping back and forth between that and Kirby's Adventure. By the way, thank you for creating a monster. <laughs> um, because I bought Kirby's Dream Collection for the Wii at some point, And that has a book with, like, the entire encyclopedic history of Kirby. What? I don't and even have that. And I got it for like eight bucks at Best Buy at one point. Okay. And <laughs> What's Kirby's real name? That's what I want to know. I should go look and see if he has like a full name, like Tiberius Kirby Kirby. Tiberius Puffball Kirby or something. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. But like she's like regaling me with like every bit of Kirby trivia known to man. That's and now awesome. we had to buy. Oh, so I like now your we daughter. had we went and bought yeah. uh Kirby. Oh, what the hell did we get? We got Mass Attack. She didn't like that. She couldn't deal with the with the controls. Hmm. And uh, what was the other one of the other ones for DS? I don't remember. Well, there's Amazing Mirror, but that might be a little hard for her because it's a little hard even for me, and I'm an adult. And that's on the Wii U. That's not a. That was a GBA game, I think. Okay. But, yeah. I, yeah. I, um, I see Steve like a vision in my head of your kids playing the Kirby game, and they're like playing the Kirby game, and they're trying to get through it, and then they like can't beat like a level on Kirby, and so they call you in, and then you come out like Rocky, and you like come out, and you're like. We have a ringer. And then you tear off your shirt and beat the level for them, and then they cheer, and then, like, you know, uh, flower petals fall down and stuff like that. Yeah, it's the reality is more me rolling my eyes and then having to play that stupid level for the 14th time. Like, can, I, can we please not play this level again? I like my vision better. Steve, I yeah. like that you're doing that because my parents never did yeah. that for me. They didn't understand video games. Oh, yeah. my, mine were the same way. They were very judgmental. Yeah. <laughs> My parents weren't like judgmental per se, but they didn't understand games. And so yeah. if I didn't know yeah. how to beat a level, I would have to either hope that my older sister would condescendingly beat it for me because she was always much better at games than I was. Or she would never do that, though. So <laughs> what would actually happen is I would just continue to play it until I beat it forever yeah. that was just my childhood <laughs> yeah. was just yeah. playing it for hours yeah my parents were all like brie if you don't get off the computer in that video game you're never gonna get a job when you're an adult <laughs> boy did i have the last word on that <laughs> oh my gosh guess what i'm getting paid yeah. for mom yeah yeah that's that's yeah. it there we go yeah Georgia, what did you play this week Ooh, i'm playing a really fun game i like it quite a lot it's called the swapper 
Oh, I oh, that's a good that game. game. I love it. I thought I thought of you, Maddie, actually, when I was playing it because it has this Metroid feel yes, to it. Yes, it does. And it's like a side scroller, and it's a puzzle game. It's, it's like so Metroid good. without the Metroids, or the Metroids are replaced by yeah, rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. Pu- it's like you. if Metroid were a puzzle game, which Metroid right. is not at all. But it's like the aesthetic yeah. of Metroid with yeah. puzzles. Yeah, you got the, you have the same feel to it. And if you like puzzle games and you liked Metroid, it's an awesome game. It's a lot of fun and it's out for like PlayStation. It's out for the Vita for those, you know, people that have those. Um, we use it's on it's Steam. It's which on is how Steam. I and right it. now I think it's on sale for like $3 and usually it's like, like $15. So you should pick it up. It is a ton of fun. What I like about it is that it's easy to use. The controls are very intuitive. They don't frustrate me. I was trying to play Witcher 2 and I was like going through the game and it was like one after another. Well, hold down the X button while pressing this button and then you can do this. And then like I walk three feet and they're like, now do this. Press the Y button, then press the X button, then press the... I was like, you know what? I'm already stressed out as it is. I'm like, I'm not playing this game. So you don't have that with this game. It's a lot of fun, very cool and intuitive. Yeah, I recommend it also. It was one of my best of games last year. Whenever I made my best of list, it's a bit of an old game, but it's still really, really good. Yeah, really fun. Yeah, yeah, I think I got it from like a humble bundle forever ago, and I've never played it. And I really need you to should, sit down. And it's play. not very long, so I I think that might help. It's only a few hours, I think. So mm. in total, so it's just like a handful of puzzles. Yeah, and they're they're it's fun. You have to use your brain a little and look at cool graphics. Yeah, and they're rocks. sort of like single serve type puzzles, so you can kind of do one and then come back to it later. Like Portal kind of in the sense that each mm-hmm. puzzle takes a few minutes and then you yeah. the, you sort of defeat okay. each yeah. room and then you're done. I think I tried to start it and then I just wasn't in a good frame of mind, so I think I just need to find a time when I'm like, yeah. you know, in a good zone for it because it sounds like the kind of game I would like. Yeah, it's a, a puzzle. If you like puzzle games, this this would be for you. So, Bree, what did you play this week? Do you uh, have you recovered from uh, from shipping yet? See, you guys, know how like week after week after week, been like, Bree, what are you playing? I had nothing interesting to say. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the case this week. So, Steve, I bought Crypto the Necro Dancer and I played it, and you know, like, so you're like you jumping around. No, I didn't hate it. Um, I thought it was pretty good. The music was better than I thought it would be. The mechanics were pretty good. So, you know, I'll give that a B. I don't understand how you played it that much. I also, because so many people have told me that uh, Revolution 60 stole the battle engine from Mega Man Battle Network that was on Wii U this week to buy. So I picked that up and I'm like, okay, well, let's see what I've stolen that I've never played before in my whole life. And I played it. It's actually really good. Um, it has a ton of ideas that I actually want to think about for Rev 62 because it's like this grid-based combat where you you move back and forth. So I was really impressed with that. It's a really cute world. It's really, it immerses you. Um, I got Fire Emblem for the 3DS last weekend because my husband was out of town. <laughs> um, it's like, it's just Dungeons and Dragons and dudes with like armor and all of that, like blabbing about some mystical magic stuff. And I just don't care. But there are a lot of women in it. So I thought that was There's cool. There's like a whole system. dating sim aspect to that yeah. game too, right? I keep meaning to get that game. Yeah, it's pretty solid. I like it. Um, I also got Super Mario 3D Land, <laughs> which is right before Super Mario 3D World. It's a 3DS, it's 3DS game, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you cannot play as Princess Peach when <laughs> she's very angry. Or Rosalind. But it's still really, really good. Um, but what made me so angry is you boot it up and it's like, oh, let's do this cutscene where Princess Peach is kidnapped yet again. Uh. And I'm like, Argh! It is... Is uh, you see that should be we, videotaped, right? How can we still have this stupid trope of Princess Peach getting 
Like, can they just update it the littlest bit? Like, it's Toadstool <laughs> that's getting kidnapped or something? Like, what? Uh, well, that is what it. they do in so, Super Mario 3D World. They invent a whole bunch of right. other princesses, one for right. every single level. Right. Okay, well, in fairness, right. they're yeah. fairies. They're not princesses. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> they have little crowns on. But they're asexual. You know what I mean? Like, they're not gendered or... I, I don't know. know. I'm not right. wild about it. <laughs> okay, it's not great. It's not great. But they're doing it again at... Ugh, I can't even talk about. That. So I also played X Men Arcade this week, which is like the best game <laughs> yeah, ever. It I is. love Dazzler. Yeah, I love that yeah. game. I love that game. Also, I played Peckle, a ton of Peckle. Bree, I, I think maybe Peckle you too. should get a yeah. job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't start shipping Rev sixty two. Uh, so I played a ton of Peckle, and I played a ton of Portal two. Oh my god, a ton of Mass Effect. So, this is embarrassing. I'm, I'm just trying to write this down. This is like longer than our show notes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Which Mass Effect? Did you starting over? One. New character? I did. I started back over because Steve has tried to like peer pressure me into going Paragon. It's like screw you, Steve. I'm Because Bree does everything and I say all right. the time. It's true. I try. She kind of I does. She, she does what you, you say, but like to spite you. Like she'll do what <laughs> right. you say and then say that she hated it. Anyway, Steve. Yeah. Steve, tell us oh. what you've been playing. Tell us what you've yeah, been playing. What have you been playing? All right. So playing? I also I I bought Peggle Two a couple weeks ago, and I've been playing that with the kids. Cool. Uh, and I just yeah. finished that finished that up this Which week. Which Peckle Master do you like? I I like Norman. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love it even like when it's a game that we agree on. No, he's so overpowered. Exactly. He's, he's, Why do yeah. you think he I takes like no him? skill, Steve? <laughs> this is a Bree, so, Bree can use a character that's not as skilled as that. So I've been playing a lot of Peggle <laughs> Two, and I true. and I. And I started. Uh, I started the Last of Us remastered oh, wow. on the PS4. Oh god, I've got to play that to like talk about it on the Ooh, incomparable. That, this the week. beginning so, of that game yeah. is scary. Uh, oh. I I see. The problem is, and I'm not ready to talk about it in full yet. I'll probably talk about it again next. How week. much have you played through yet? I am early still. Okay. I I don't know how I can explain where I am without spoiling. No, I know. Anything. I know. That's why I'm like, how are you even ever going to talk about the game? <laughs> it's like. Impossible. Does it? Am I? Am I wrong for saying that that takes place in Boston? No, it does. But yeah, it, does. it takes place in a weird version of Boston that you will soon not recognize, where like okay. the Prudential is in the wrong place, and it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, because I because I recognize like the the South Station Tunnel R- Route ninety sign. But Boston is kind of mixed up in that game. Yeah, it didn't look like Boston, but I'm like, I know, I know By that some sign. People who Google imaged Boston, and that's <laughs> as far as they went with that. It's funny though. I'm I'm just. Yeah. Using lovingly, it's a very beautiful game, but they did yeah. not lay out Boston properly. But it's funny. So, did you enjoy all the parts of the game where it's like you, you know you have to protect a child that's in danger? Like as a parent, um, did that bring anything? You up? know what? That does. It's weird because like oh, I can't, I can't talk about that. This is the part. Yeah, the whole that's like thing. the part that I want to hear you talk about though. Yeah, play play at least like five or six hours of it, and then and then we can do like a dad episode where we right. talk about being a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Because well, I mean the thing of and the thing of it is is that I'm playing it because I because I showed the trailer to my wife and she was like super into it because like she loves Walking Dead and stuff like that mm-hmm. so um so she was super into it so we've been trying to play it after the kids go to bed but it's summer so the kids have been going to bed late and we've been waking up early mm-hmm. so I get like half an hour in and one of us is falling asleep so I'm I'm going through it really slowly but I guess. The one thing I can talk about is I'm kind of not, and maybe it gets better. I'm kind of not loving the mechanics of the game. Mm. <gasps> like, there's, no, they're tricky. 
I don't do well with stealth, and the controls seem really, really, like, more complicated than they ought to be. They are. And, Good and luck. <laughs> yeah. And I'm playing on easy, and I'm still getting my ass kicked. And it's like, I try to, like, throw a brick to distract the guy, and I inevitably hit the guy when trying to distract in the head. <laughs> and- <laughs> no, I, I have no advice. I was terrible at this game. I am right there with you. I kind of want Bree to play it so she can tell us how we suck or something because I didn't get it. I, Maddie, I would only build you up. Wait, I maybe I don't know. Not so usually, if I'm yeah. bad yeah. at something, somebody else on the show is good at it. That seems to work out pretty yeah. well. But um, this game definitely not. Definitely not a Maddie Myers game. I I didn't actually play it. My my husband did, but I would do be exactly the same thing. I get stressed out, and then suddenly I'm button mashing and and doing the exact opposite thing that I should be. So I feel your pain. So so I feel like this is going to end up one of those games like Bioshock Infinite, where I'm going to force myself through the gameplay to get to the rest of the story because I want to. Or or I don't even want to make this comparison, but like Beyond Two Souls. Hmm. I love that game. I love the story in that game. The gameplay in that was tedious and boring. Oh, it's childish. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's that's kind of how I feel like this is kind of, kind of like the polar opposite. I feel like where it's those like, two games are playable, but there were parts in The Last of Us that were really hard. I wasn't doing it on easy, though, so you might be able to... Yeah, I mean, I always do games like this on easy just because I know I won't get through it otherwise. No, that's, you know no, that's I mean? a good move. Honestly, with that game, I, I did not connect with it at, at all controls-wise, so that was a tough thing for me. So I think I would have enjoyed it more on easy. But if people are good at stealth games... I've never been good at stealth games. No, neither have I. I don't know if people have noticed, but of all the games I've ever listed on this show that I like, a stealth game has never been on the list, because I'm really, really bad at them. Yeah. Have you ever beaten the Metal Gears? I have not. <gasps> I haven't even played them. You know why? Yeah, neither, neither have I. Because I know I won't enjoy them. Yeah. <laughs> I just know see, that. I know I won't. So you missed all the, the Metal Gear references in Rev 60 when you played? I did. Yeah, I did too. I did. Break. I mean, I, oh. I miss, I, I like have internalized some of that from just living in the world and seeing other people play Metal Gears and whatnot. So, I mean, I'm not living under a rock. I've seen Metal Gears, but I have not personally played them. So that's not really. I mean, that's why I gave up on, De- on Deus Ex also, mm-hmm. because I saw it was going to be that much stealth. I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. Mark of the Ninja <laughs> was not enjoyable to me. No. Yeah. Didn't like it. So anyway, so hopefully this will, hopefully playing on easy will help with that regard. And I can just punch people in the face. Yeah. And get, that's get like a big it, part but... of the game though. So yeah. Stealth, so I mean. we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I may end up giving up on it just because of that. And I don't want to, but I, maybe I just need to go see that like stage reach, reach, uh, production that they did or whatever. And hopefully there's a video of that or something. I don't know. Mm. So thank you as always for listening. Uh, you can, <laughs> we, uh, we you did can, uh, it. We got to the end of the show, everybody. <laughs> we made it through another, another show. show. So uh, I like that people last week were saying it was the best show ever, and this week, like, we're showing the full range of the ice. <laughs> I thought this was cast. fine, Bree. This show don't, was don't much more d- 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 like ordered. Yeah, was it? That could be. <laughs> maybe not. Was it really? It was in I, an order. I was. I was. I was explaining that our show is like a train wreck of awesome. <laughs> Like an awesome so, you know train. It's like, Georgia, it's like in the Matrix yeah. Reloaded, yeah. where those two 18-wheelers are, like, running towards <laughs> each other, and then they hit, and they start rippling, and then, you know, Agent <laughs> Smith runs out, jumps up, and Morpheus jumps up at the same time. The, the trailers are rippling as they're being smashed in slow motion. That is isometric. <laughs> Brie, can you do me a favor and thought, never yes. compare our show to a Matrix sequel ever yeah, again, please? Love, she loved I Matrix love sequel. She loved yeah. some Matrix, which was... Uh, oh, I won't start, because it'll be long, so yeah. I'll... 
No, well, Steve no, hates movies, so we can't <laughs> discuss them we here. We can't talk about How? movies. All right. No so, Steve, okay, no. Now is your hour of judgment. Now is the time yeah, wait, for the is after it, dark. Is it time for Let, the after dark yet? Let's, let's, close, yeah. let's close out the show, and then you can judge me. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, so you can go visit the show notes at 5x5.tv slash isometric or isometricshow.com. You can send us email and tell me how horrible I am for hating movies at feedback at isometricshow.com. <laughs> uh, you can follow the Twitter feed, and please please do. A lot of people followed it this week. We'd love it if you followed, uh, followed us at Isometric Show. And please also go rate and review us on iTunes. We were featured briefly in a... Uh, a feature they did on video on video game podcast wow. this week, which was awesome. That's so cool. So, and that's all because of you guys uh, going and rating and reviewing the show. So please keep that up; it really helps us out a lot. And write something. I love to read them. Yeah, though the yeah, reviews are too. the reviews are fantastic. Yeah, they're fun to read. Except when John Syracuse said that Georgia was his favorite today. <laughs> that wasn't so awesome. Every other one was awesome. I like that. Aww. Uh. <laughs> And you can follow you can follow us all individually on Twitter. I am at Wicked Good and Bree. Where can people find you? Um, <laughs> just look for some women in tech article. I probably wrote it. <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> well, been very prolific. Or Space Gecko. And Maddie, I'm at Samus Clone. And Georgia, where can people find I'm you? At Georgia underscore Dow. <laughs> so thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Have a good one. <laughs>